that all started with a thought. Serious Fun Live! Well, well, well. We out here! David. What's up, Bob? Last episode, we thought we wouldn't be together, and here we are! Can you believe it? I really can't. <laughs> Lucky, number 13 <laughs> Lucky number 13 for you, dude. We've done 13 of these shows, and this one is live at the Captain's Immersion in Otsego, Minnesota, everybody. We've got fans here, we promise. Probably can't hear them. You got it. We got to give the people what they want. And what they wanted was a live episode of the Serious Fun Podcast. And you know what? We're going to give it to you. Well, all our podcasts are live. No, they're not. I mean, they're live produced. They, they are live, live produced. Live I do this people. I do this as we're, as we're moving. I'm going to turn. I'm probably a little hot, too. Yeah. Well, this is fun, Dave. Do you know, do you know what we're going to talk about today? I know what we're not going to talk about. What are we not going to talk about? Pedophilia or Satanism? I promised him, guys. I gave him my word. So even though I'm not going to tell you what we, uh, I'm not going to like give it away yet. But what I can tell you is what this episode is not. I do want to point out that this is not an anti-masking video. I'm simply presenting the best available evidence that we have in 2023. This is the masks we wear. With Brooks and Dave. And this is in no way an anti-masking podcast whatsoever, Dave. I promise. Are you translating that? What we're going to do is we're going to get the best information available currently in 2023. By the end of the episode, we'll present you the best information available. But what it is not is an anti-masking video. Now, Dave. I figured, you know, let's like warm you up a little bit. I want you here. I want you present. I know these shows are tough. Present. Okay. Are you, are you look like you're rolling a, look like we're over here smoking the devil's lettuce. Is that, is it already time? <laughs> it's not quite time, but we're getting closer. Are you sure? No, don't play it quite. All right. Yet. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, so what soon. we're going to do instead, since you're here in the game. All right. I'm in. Is we're ready for our first bit of the show. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Welcome to fantasy football update this week with Dave Robinson. We are getting live week one results. My man, how did it go? Dude, I'm 1 and 0, baby. He's 1 and 0. Let's go. 1 and 0. 1 and 0. You got to be kidding me, dude. Oh man, I had a smashing success. Tell me about it, dude. In the in the in the league. Well, you know, I didn't take my own advice in the draft. Now, now, Dave, we, we, this isn't a <laughs> well, anthropology we section, this, but we, we really know we've talk talked about, about not taking your own damn advice. I know, man. I said to draft a tight end early, and I did not do that. In fact, <laughs> <laughs> in fact I waited real late, and it got me point zero four points in my first week, so I might have botched that. But my first pick was Tyreek Hill, and he – Now, that's a solid pick. Solid pick. He popped off for about 40 points, and that just about won me the uh, week one. I'm about to win the league with this gentleman right You want to know. You're off to a I good start. I feel like I'm already going to win He's the league. going for a three-peat, ladies and I gentlemen. Am, Can he do it? How's the rest of the league looking, Dave? Uh, there are some good teams. There are some good teams. How good? Uh, I've got a tough matchup this week against my number one competition. This is more than just a week one update. This is a week two preview. Guess guess who I'm playing against. Who you got? Pat Mahomes. Uh, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. I am indeed. Playing against Mr. Mahomes himself. So, God God bless me. 
and best well, of love to me. Best of love to you, and we're just so happy that we got to start you out 2-0. I got the smile on your face. Man, I think I've done my part. You know, I'm upset that Bobby didn't join the Fantasy Football League like you said he would. And it, it, you know what? Um, no, wait, that's yeah, no crap. That's yeah. the one. That's the one. That's the one. Said he would. I said I would. And what happened, dude? I was driving. I was driving on the draft. You forgot to text me. It's just what happened. That's also true. So, well, now that we got Dave nice and warmed up, this is a great time to remind everybody in the audience that this is a value for value podcast. We do not take sponsors, ladies and gentlemen. And the reason we do not is we like to talk about things freely. And as soon as you start taking money from sponsors, they're like, hey, we're not too sure we like how you're talking about that issue. And so we chose to commit to a project where we believe that the audience can be the producers of this show. We don't need to take sponsors. We can receive that value in the form of your time, your talent, and your treasure. We call treasure the booty, and that's by far Dave's favorite. It is. And so, if you're out there in the audience and you're going to get value out of this show right now on your cell phone, you can go to Venmo or PayPal and you can donate and possibly hear your name on the Serious Fun Podcast by the time we get to the producer segment. The way you can do that to get on that phone of yours, turn it on airplane, off of airplane mode, even though Captain Morgan told you not to, go to Venmo, go to PayPal, look for at Brooks Meadows. For $1, I will read your name. For $10, you can send us a note, and we will read it on the show. I'm going to make Dave read it if I don't like it so much. And for $25 or more, you could sneak off to the bathroom, send us a voice note in the Telegram, and you could hear your name in the producer segment and your voice note by the time we get there. And my guess is you got about 35 or 45 minutes. So, David. What are, like you, gonna I said, do? What are you gonna do, dude? This isn't an anti-masking video. But as we've, you know, learned, this is, you know, it's the coof is back. There's an uptick in COVID cases and a new variant called BA-286, some three and a half years since the pandemic was first identified. But if public health officials feel it necessary to ask America to mask up again, how many would comply? The Drudge Report led its website this morning with the headline, Not Again, Mask Up in New York. Lead story at CBS News this morning, COVID hospitalizations on the rise as U.S. enters Labor Day weekend. The past several weeks have seen reports from all over the country of a rise in cases. And yes, the CDC reports COVID-19 hospital admissions are up more than 19% in the most recent week. In a few school districts, this has even led to canceled classes and sporting events. Oh, my. A handful of companies and schools have responded to outbreaks on their premises by reinstating mask mandates. Among them, several hospital systems, including including Kaiser Permanente in Northern California, Morris Brown College in Atlanta, Dillard University in Louisiana, Lionsgate Film Studio in Santa Monica. But so far, so far, those have been the few exceptions. And this graph shows how the current rise in hospitalizations compares to past surges, less than half Surge. this time last year and still lower than they've been for about 80% of the pandemic. But if things get worse, it may be hard to get people to revert to an abundance of caution. Holy cow. Dude. Why are we doing this again? <laughs> well, it's because famous people got COVID, Dave. 
It was COVID that forced Metallica to postpone tonight's concert in Glendale, Arizona. Singer James Hetfield reported Metallica, dude. in Friday's performance. The band later posting a photo of his positive COVID test. The concert has been rescheduled for next Saturday. Overnight, First Lady Jill Biden testing positive for COVID a year after she last battled the virus. Jill Biden's got it too, Dave. The old is experiencing mild symptoms and will remain battled at the Biden's home in Delaware. Um, as you can see, See, Whoopi is not here. She oh my God, COVID. Whoopi! Yes, oh. it's back. It's back. But she's on the mend. She's on the tail end, and she'll probably be back this week. It's back, Dave. It's back with a vengeance, dude. Who does the Democrats' polling, and how do they think this is a good idea? You know, I'm not really sure. Now, see, this go the meth. Here's the thing: is that there's a lot of confusion out there and I'm here to clear up some of that confusion because even though they're trying to nudge you into believing that this is going to be a real serious problem I'm here to empower you with the tools and the information that you can have these conversations with people direct them to the right information and the right tools and hopefully hopefully you can start to crack through the nudge for them but unfortunately it got all the way to the White House man and, and, and they're not really doing a great job now, I don't know if you saw this, but recently, President Biden, after being around Dr. Jill, his wife, he, did, he gave the Medal of Honor to an 81-year-old Vietnam veteran. Now, who were the most vulnerable out there for COVID, Dave? Old people and people who are, have more than three comorbidities. comorbidities. And with an 81-year-old veteran, you'd think if they were going to be real careful because of this really scary virus that they would have taken extreme care considering Joe Biden, President Joe Biden was around his wife. You'd think they'd take extreme care, but let me paint you a picture. I happen to be sitting in my in my kitchen. I was having coffee with my stepdad. His name's Charlie Cole, Staff Sergeant Charlie Cole, and he loved watching Fox News. So we just had Fox we just happened to have Fox News on and I got to watch this exchange live, President Biden, without a mask, up close and personal, delivering that Medal of Honor, and then that he just walked out. <laughs> I did see that. that he just weird. walked right out the middle of the room and didn't say goodbye. You could tell that the veteran had no idea what was going on because he was looking around confused like, I just got the Medal of Honor. Aren't you supposed to say something, President Biden? He just walked on out. And so let's hear the, let's hear the spin on this one. The president was with the first lady yesterday. He will be masking while indoors and around people in alignment with Guess CDC not. guidance. And he, as, as has been the practice in the past, the president will remove his mask when sufficiently distanced from others indoors and while outside as well. He was not sufficiently distanced, Dave. Did you he, see when he came out to the press afterwards without his mask and he was like, hey, don't tell him I don't have my mask on. <laughs> don't, uh, <laughs> hey, don't tell him I don't have my mask on. So they have press secretary. Uh, her name is Katrina Jean-Pierre. She yeah, was out there trying to explain this. And this is the, the word salad that she came up with. 
And the White House says that he's going to continue to get tested on a regular cadence, though without specifying what that cadence would mean. And today, the White House press secretary was also pressed on what seemed to be some coughing by the president on Monday. Ooh. Watch. Just wondering if he had any other symptoms or if there's any concern about around that. No, no other, no symptoms at all. Nope, nope, it's all good here. Uh, regular cadence is up to really in consultation with this physician. I can tell you right now, as I said, all travelers are certainly going to test, right, before uh, they head out to India, and that's including the president. So much for that asymptomatic, <laughs> asymptomatic spread, am I right, guys? It's terrible. So they're going to they're gonna try to play this off, and I... And she keeps fumbling the ball here if we can keep up with our fantasy Dude, football. Yeah, my favorite thing is when she just like says, okay, thanks, guys, and just walks off. Let's, let's listen. She's got – this is more information about Biden and masking indoors. Meantime, the White House tonight saying President Biden has now tested negative for COVID twice after That's the first news. lady, Dr. Jill Biden, tested positive for COVID on Monday. Let's bring in our chief White House correspondent, Mary Bruce, tonight. All of this, of course, Mary, coming amid this busy week for the president, that powerful moment at the White House today. And obviously this major trip just stays away and a reminder uh, that COVID is still a reality for so many Americans. It is, but David, we are told the president is feeling well. He's experiencing no symptoms, but he is taking precautions. The president today masking up during a Medal of Honor ceremony here at the White House. Oh, my God. Liar. Oh, is that smoke break? Well, we're smoking right now, so we just got to let the people know what's going on. That's my freaking thing. This is live production, folks. Can we just... Give me a freaking reload. This is what we're doing right here. Get the... This is this is the devil's lettuce by our boy Nate Dog, who's here in the crowd. Shout out Nate Dog, handler himself. Before it gets too serious, we got to have this smoke break. Am I right? Yeah. What you got in there? Just a dash. It's just a dash. It's so good. <laughs> I digress, Dave. We were talking about masking indoors. We're getting, uh, the, we're getting the nudge. My bad. The valiant service and daring rescue of Captain Larry Taylor during the Vietnam War. Both men wearing masks. Biden, who tested negative yesterday <laughs> and again today, to then removing his mask. <laughs> <as he did. laughs> you got to back it up. Back that up. It's so dumb. <laughs> During the Vietnam War, both men wearing masks. Biden, who tested negative yesterday and again today, then removing his mask as he delivered remarks and placed the medal around Taylor's neck before exiting the event. Now, the first lady tonight is isolating at the family's Delaware Beach home. We are told she is experiencing mild symptoms after testing positive yesterday. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. We don't like that, Dave. So she's given an opportunity to explain why he unmasked, gave him the Medal of Honor, despite the fact that, yes, he's tested negative twice, and then just walked out of the middle of the room. Let's see if she can do it. 
Let's see if she can see if she can do it. I love this. CDC guidelines uh, for people who are exposed to COVID say that you should wear high quality mask anytime you are around others inside your home or indoors in public. The president, of course, did wear that mask in the Medal of Honor ceremony, but then took it off and didn't t- put it back on. Was that a mistake? So look, I'm going to be uh, I'm going to share a couple of things look. with all of you here um, and just start with what the ceremony was all about, because it's incredibly important. See, that's the most important thing. Dave. Of course. Yeah, Don't look over here. Look over there. Yeah. This is what's important. Not the fact that we're being a little hypocritical up here. That's not uh, important. The president took off his mask, uh, as he, I said he would, to deliver incredibly powerful remarks about this captain, Captain Taylor, uh, and what he Damn did you, captain in service Taylor. to our, our nation. And he wanted to honor uh, the captain. And for a brief time afterwards, he also uh, didn't have his mask on, as you just laid out. Uh, and he left as planned, as it was planned. Uh, sure it was. <laughs> Sure, it was planned. As planned. It was It was planned. Don't worry. She's going to say it three or four times just to make sure you get it. As you just laid out. Uh, and he left as planned, as it was planned. He didn't just bubble out, I he swear. Left, uh, when there was a pause in the program in order to minimize, to minimize his close contact with attendees uh, who, are, uh, who are about to participate in a reception. And uh, I, you all reported that, noticed that he left uh, uh, when there was a pause in the program because, again, he wanted to minimize, uh, certainly, uh, uh, his impact on folks who were there. Think about what you'd think about. She tried, man. She tried, but she's fumbling the ball. And it's tough. You know, to be honestly, like she's, she's in a tough she, position. Well, right? she's got her she's got her work cut out for her. But what happens in football, Dave? You got a young star, but they're not always reliable. There could be like early in their career. But you want to win that championship. What's one thing that you do? You go out and you find that crafty veteran that's been retired for just like a year or two that can come in and do some mentorship. It's like Gronk. Tell him about what happened with Gronkowski. Do you remember? He retired. He retired. Tom Brady. Went to Tampa Bay. And then he was like, dude, I got to get that one more piece, one dude. More I need day. you to come out of retirement. Okay. Boy. And so they brought the Gronkowski. Did they bring Obama uh, back in here? Even better. Who was even Joining better? Joining now to discuss is Dr. Anthony Fauci. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. And infectious diseases. Dr. Fauci, nice to have you back. How worried are you turd. that people will not follow advice to wear masks if, big if, if we get to that? Well, Michael, that's a very good question. As you say, if question. we get to that, I mean, we're starting to see a surge of cases. Surge! about an 18 or 19 percent increase in hospitalization there's that number again. certainly going in the wrong direction what looks like a late summer and into the fall surge how bad it's going to get we don't know as you know this is a very unpredictable virus has shown us that unpredictable over the last three and a half years i am concerned that people will not abide by recommendations and and we're not talking about mandates or forcing anybody but when you have a situation where the volume of cases in society gets to a reasonably high level, particularly the vulnerable, those who are elderly and those with underlying conditions, are going to be more susceptible and vulnerable if they do get infected to get severe disease leading to hospitalization. We know that. That's a fact. We've seen that. So I would hope that if, in fact, we get to the point where the volume of cases is such and organizations like the CDC recommend, CDC doesn't mandate anything, I mean, recommends 
that people wear masks, I would hope that they abide by the recommendation and take into account the risk to themselves and to their families. And again, we're not talking There's about forcing anybody to do anything. Oh, they'd never do anything uh, like that, yeah. David. Now, uh, one thing I noticed there, he said the CDC, uh, you know, they can't mandate anything, but they obviously would make the recommendation based on the best available data, right? They would only make recommendations based on, based on the best available data. And they're saying that it's, you better get ready to mask up. They're getting you, getting you primed, getting you ready. Better be ready to mask up. Here's some continued from Dr. Fauci from that same interview. Totally understood. There is a perception out there by many, how many I don't know, that they don't work and that the data concludes that they didn't work in the first go round. Respond to that on mass. Let's so. see what he's got yeah. to say. Well, that's not so. I mean, when you're talking no, about not. at the population level. Okay, hold on. That, so the reason that he's out there is because he can talk circles around people and make it sound very scientific. So really listen to what he's saying, because we're going to parse his words on purpose. Listen to his explanation around masking. On masks. Yeah, well, that's not so. I mean, when you're talking about at the population level. When you're talking about at the population level. Level, that the data are less strong than knowing that if you look on a situation as an individual. What the fuck is that? <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. What did he say? If he runs enough circles around, you get dizzy. See, when you spin circles and you can lose track of where you're at. So I'm going to back it up one more time so we can be less dizzy and we can really. So at the population level, you can see something, something, something. But at the individual level. All right, here we go. About at the population level that the data are less strong than knowing that if the data are less strong than knowing that you look on a that if you look at a situation as an individual okay so he's going to try to compare the population to the individual he's yeah. going to do his best All right. themselves or protecting them from spreading it there's no doubt that masks work there's no doubt no doubt dave there's no doubt let's let him finish different studies give different percentages of advantage of wearing it, but there's no doubt that the weight <laughs> of the studies, and there have been many studies, indicate <laughs> and there the have been many studies. Yeah, don't worry, there's been many studies, David, okay? There's, okay, there's David. a varying degree of percentages. At the population level versus the individual, we can't figure it out. Now, he said that there's a lot of confusion. I wonder why that is. People should not be walking around with masks. Let me just state for the record that masks are not theater. Wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better. And masks are protective. And we, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. There has not been any indication that putting a mask By the way, just on for the people in the crowd, this is what's known as a super clip. This is when you take things that have been said over time and you mash them all together. So you can see he himself is very confused about his own message. Wearing a mask for a considerable period of time has any deleterious effects. There are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. Fiddler. Can you get some schmutz sort of staying inside there. Of course. And of course. Of course. The schmutz. To wear a mask indoors if, in fact, you've been vaccinated. But good that you're vaccinated, but in a situation where you have people indoors, particularly crowded, you should wear a mask. So even if you are vaccinated, <laughs> you should wear I'm a mask. I'm doing this just to watch fact, him You score. are vaccinated fully vaccinated you are protected and you do not need to wear a mask outdoors or indoors nope. 
children go out into the community, you want them to continue to wear masks. You know, if you look at, at, at children outside, particularly when they're with the family, uh, you know, walking down the street, playing a game or what have you, don't have to wear a mask. The, 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 the pediatric, the Academy of Pediatric actually makes that recommendation. Is that enough? We got like 50 more seconds of this and it's back and forth, is it? Nah, I'm going to watch Dave score. Children should be wearing masks uh, from two years old onward. And you're, two? you're asking now if your child is a member of your household, can you walk outdoors with your child without a mask? According to that chart, the answer is yes. Oh, good. What a fucking yes, jerk off. Yes. Now the CDC says, I mean, I think I've got this right. One mask is better than zero masks. Two, two masks, masks is better than one mask. But you don't have to have double masks. Is, is that right? I mean, you know, it became clear that cloth coverings that you didn't have to buy in a store that you could make yourself were adequate. And then you wanted to fit better. So one of the ways you could do it if you would like to is put a cloth mask over, which actually here and here and here where you could get leakage in is much better contained. Are you a double masker, Dr. Fauci? Look like you are. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you a double masker? So am I. What the heck? What the heck? I didn't know you liked a double mask. Dave. So he's wondering why people are confused. I think it's pretty clear why people are confused. He himself, the leading, Mr. Science, he is science, remember? He's confused himself. So now he's about to get asked about something. And this is the part where I get to do the educational part of this, where I get to empower you. Let's... See where it goes. I'm going to refer to one of them. You've heard about it before. I heard about it from a number of radio callers. Uh, Brett Stevens in the Times talked about Cochrane. Put that on the screen. The most rigorous and comprehensive analysis of scientific studies conducted on the efficacy of masks for reducing the spread of respiratory illness, including COVID-19, was published last month. Its conclusions, said Tom Jefferson, the Oxford epidemiologist who is the lead author, were unambiguous. There is just no evidence that they, masks, make any difference he told the journalist Mayan Damasi, full stop. But wait, hold on. What about the N95 masks as opposed to the lower quality? Surgical or cloth masks makes no difference. None of it, he said. Well, what about the studies that initially persuaded policymakers to impose mask mandates? They were convinced by non-randomized studies, flawed observational studies. How do we get beyond that finding of that particular review? How do we get beyond the facts, Dave? Let's ask the big liar himself. How do we get beyond the facts? He's going to try to dispute something known as the Cochrane Report. Now, Cochrane, I'm going to let the hero of this episode, the one that's going to inform us with some science, uh, Dr. Moran, he's going to tell you his opinion, and they said it in the, in the last clip. The, the news anchor said it too. What is Cochrane? And why are people so worried about this Cochrane report? Why do they need to try to get Fauci out there to push back on this? I want to present two Cochrane reviews. This is Dr. Moran. Now, Cochrane reviews are considered one of the best in evidence-based medicine. One of the, the best. The medical community considers them to be the gold standard due to their methodology, thoroughness, and transparency. Now, despite this, both of these systematic reviews were heavily censored. Now, they looked at properly done randomized controlled trials in their research, not observational studies. Will these reports finally give us some definitive answers on masking? 
Will we finally get the answers we're seeking, Dave? (laughs) I hope so. But let's see what Dr. Fauci has got to say about the gold standard of evidence-based scientific studies. Yeah, but there are other studies, Michael, that show up at an individual level for individual. When you're talking about the effects. Yeah, but don't worry. We got other stuff out there. We can, we, we can make it work. You know what I mean? You, you get me back out on TV. We'll talk about these other studies. I'm, I'm Anthony Fauci. I'm Tony Fauci. Just hear me out. Epidemic or the pandemic as a whole, the data are less strong. But when you talk about as an individual basis of someone protecting themselves or protecting themselves from spreading it to others, there's no doubt that there are many studies that show that there is an advantage. Check the fucking mental hula hoop that he just did with his words. He didn't say with his words that he knows that this is true. He said it is true that there are other studies that say this. Most people hear that and they go, yep, he just said mask work. No, what he said was, it's true that there are other studies besides the Cocker Report, besides the gold standard, you know, like less than bronze standard, probably didn't make the podium standard. They're out there, and there is no doubt that they're out there, and those things say that masking is good. I get to keep plausible deniability of having never said that, but I know most people don't understand my words, because I'm Tony Fauci, I'm a pro with this, I'm one of the best. You're talking about the effect on the epidemic or the pandemic as a whole the data are less strong but when you talk about as an individual basis of someone protecting themselves or protecting themselves from spreading it to others there's no doubt that there are many studies that show that there is an advantage when you took at the broad population level like the Cochrane study the data are less firm with regard to the effect on the overall pandemic But we're not talking about that. We're talking about an individual's effect on their own safety. That's a bit different than the broad population level. It's just, it's, it's, hey, put on a mask and that's the only thing, you know, hey, that'll, that'll help you get vaccinated. That will help you not fucking anything else that's actually healthy. That's actually going to help them. Well, good news, Dave. Mm. I've got information, man. New shit has come to light. There is new updated information, and that's why I brought on Dr. Moran. Now, the thing you need to know about this information is, like any good science, it's fucking boring. And this is why real science doesn't get out there. It's because it's fucking boring to talk about. And so Dr. Moran is going to try his best. And, of course, Dave, that's why I'm here. Yeah. (laughs) Got to keep it fun for my boy here. So I'm introducing Dr. Moran, and he has a very good question to ask. Why are we still talking about masks in 2023? (laughs) Dave's trying to figure that out himself. (laughs) Why? Why? Well, it's to keep Brooks uh, Brooks entertained, I guess, at least. So let's, let's find out. Why are we still talking about masks in 2023? Why is this even important? 
Well, pandemics, whether due to influenza, COVID-19, or other viruses, happen periodically. And if we don't have a definitive answer on whether masking is helpful for these viruses and in what situations, the general population may be mandated to wear masks when they're not actually going to be beneficial. And that's what we're trying to avoid. Am I right, David? Mm -hmm. Am I right? Uh, We are trying to avoid that. We do not want that for our friends because we are free. We can choose. And if we have good information, we can do that. But when the good information is hidden from the eye, when it's occulted, or when it's walked circles around until people are too busy, uh, dizzy to pay attention... It can create a lot of confusion, but I can tell Dave needs a break. And there's one thing that I got to remind the people about the serious fun podcast. It doesn't care whether you don't know, doesn't care whether you're nescient or ignorant. It's in effect, it's binding, and it is immutable. Oh, baby. Oh, baby, David. Hello, hello, hello. We, we all up in, all up in the producer segment of the Serious Fun yeah. Podcast. Are we at least halfway done? Yeah. Great. You're doing great, man. Thanks, man. Aren't you happy? This is, uh, this is not great. as bad. It's not as bad. It's nice when we can share it with friends. Am I it, right? That is nice. I appreciate all of you. Well, we thank you, dear listeners, for your time, your talent, and your treasure. Dave loves to receive your time and your talent, but preferably treasure... And he calls it something. What do you call it, Dave? The booty. The booty. And so we hope to. We So earlier when we were talking about doing this, I was like, hey, I think this could be our first three-digit show day, which would be a huge breakthrough for this podcast and for this model list because we're in episode 13, and most people start podcasts, and if they don't have very many listeners, they never make any money on a podcast, and they don't have any way for somebody to share their value with them. They're out there looking for sponsors. They go, how many how many listeners do you have? You're like, I have 100 listeners. You're like, no money for you. But if we have 100 dedicated listeners that are offering their time, their talent, and their treasure, we can actually create an incredible product. And I'm confident that the gentlemen out here in the uh, audience and out there in the airwaves have come through. And so let's talk about, mm, let's talk about talent. What are some of the ways? As I smoke that devil's lettuce, what are some of the ways that people could offer their talent, David? Well, Nate Dog does a tremendous job of this with his delicious tracks that grace our show and that uh, provide joyful listening to the ears of many. Um, you know, maybe there's some nice graphics out there. Maybe there's some good, you know, bops for bops or flop. Uh, there's lots of ways, lots of ways. We could use some social media stuff, you know, maybe some clips. Anybody a good clipper? I man, I'll tell you what. I really if if I had somebody in the airwaves that got into like making and storing clips, I could definitely use a clip custodian. Uh, I'd love a clip custodian. That is certainly a great way to sell. Send us your talent. Um, I, one thing that we haven't gotten yet that I think would be so cool if somebody sent us like some art not necessarily ai generated art like trying to make a brand thank you jose for that generous try it yeah. was so it, he, he really put in the effort and that's what it's about but it, it wasn't quite dave approved and there's no disrespect to him man it's in it's no a way shape bit. or form it's not, all personal preference art is personal yeah so uh let me give that back to you yeah. okay 
I'm looking for something. Oh, here we go. Yeah, so I would love to get a uh, like an, a piece of art that's like, hey, I just you know you could try a new logo for the Serious Fun Podcast. If there's somebody out there wanting to donate their talent in the form of art, I'd love to receive it. But in the meantime, Dave, I must ask you: Is this a bop or flop? Come out of my headphones and beat you. Of course, it's a bop, my man. This beautiful song right here is called Nothing Like Love. This is from an artist named Jay Written. Jay Written is an incredible solo artist, and he also happens to be one of the three members of the Whalers Trio. And I said that we'd have him on the bopper flop, and we have gotten permission from Nothing Like Love. Excellent, man. From Jay Written. So Thank let's just let it. these smooth vocals as the one Take of the three Whalers trio just to give us some more. Uh, so good. We can never miss her. We send nice. We nice like rice. And any girl of we have come back. One, two, three, five. Nothing like a single love. Nothing like a single love. Nothing like a single love. Nothing like a Sister, love my brother, them love step with me every time I touch another ends. Every time I touch you, sleep my prayer before I got to sleep. And every time I get a meal, I give thanks for the little bit. Oh, the little boy, I fire shot, give him a roll down. In my attitude, stinking me to get a show up. Show up. So when we roll up, we fresh like peppermint with powder. Watch them brother, what's the thing? I just saw them patrol up. Now I wonder how we sick, how we never get snuck around. I wonder how the crew are clean. So well, and we know how we get clean. We clean like a whistle. And anytime we step definite to the Clear, definite bop. Hondo P, all day, every day. Nothing like love is just constantly on in my house. And please... Go out and listen to this man. If you find him on social media, it will be J Written. That is the letter J and then capital W-R-I-T-T-E-N. J Written. You can find him on Spotify. Anywhere you can go listen to music, send that man some love. And if you want, reach out to him on Instagram and ask him if you can send him some booty. <laughs> if, you know, uh, your choice as to what kind of booty that is. Uh, but Dave, guess what, buddy? What's that? Yeah. yeah. We got that booty, son. Now, check this out, dude. You're not going to believe it. No. What happened? We got so much booty. Stop. We had to create a new category for the booty donation. No. Dude. What happened? Do we have a treasure chest here? We got a booty that can only be described as big booty. We got some big booty. Wow. No. You got a big booty. One more time. That's good. Where did you get that one? 
<laughs> oh, we got some big old booty, son. No. We got a single donation of $100. We did it! Oh, my Man, God. Huge. Huge. Play it. Give me the huge. Oh, let me. Okay. Live production. Let me get on my pot. Uh, huge. Huge. Oh. Huge. Great job. Sorry, buddy. No, that's great. I'm looking for uh I'm looking for a particular one and I'm having a hard time finding it. Oh yeah. Uh I'll give I'll give you a hint on who it is. I have so many people asking for my booty. Oh my. We had so many people asking for Captain Taylor Thank you, Morgan. Captain Taylor. What a generous donation, so generous. Captain Taylor Morgan. Thank you, sir. Thank you for helping us reach our goal of our My first three-digit show. Huge. And that was just one more time. If you send us a donation that cracks three digits, so if you're out there and you just decide, you know what, I'm going to give a little bit of that big booty today. I'm going to send in that hundo, that Benjamin Franklin. We love it. We appreciate it. And thank you. Captain Taylor Morgan. Guess what, Dave? No! Well, we... And some new booty. We got some new booty! I love new booty. And that booty is for $50. Stop it. $50, Dave, and that booty is from Captain Jay Giannotti, who's here in the crowd. Let's give him one more round of applause. And he left us a note that said, thank you for being you. Man. Legend. Legend. Legend, dude. Could you? Man. I can't do it. Oh, my God. God. This booty section is just rocking everywhere, dude. It's rocking so hard, man. It's the freaking best what is and happening? i'm enjoying it and that do- that donation coming in at ten dollars is from captain seven steves seven steves seven steves seven steves hundred and sixty dollars just from this episode Dude. alone david we freaking did it you're getting some serious ice cream serious money ice cream. should have taken the over and his note says serious fun love you guys your world class continue to inspire and get even better with time Oh, no, I'm going to put on my reader voice for the rest because he commented on my, on my beautiful oh, vocals. The exceptional experience you provide keeps me coming back for more at the emergence. Thanks for all you do. Captain Seven Steves. Good. That's really good. Well done, Thank Seven you, Steves. Thank you so much. You we deeply, deeply appreciate the booty. And I believe that's enough booty to keep Dave in the pocket. It may not be Satanism or pedophilia booty yet. You come in at $1,000 one day, Dave might sit in the pocket for $1,000 on some pedophilia. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to settle. Oh, man, we'll just have to, you know, somebody will just have to donate and see. Somebody have to just donate and see. Sick bastards out there. Dude. Um, and, you know, <laughs> that is, you see how excited we get over this? This uh, is a it's legitimate. Good, it's big win. Real reaction, and it is a uh, testament to how much fun that we actually do have doing this, even though Dave <sighs> likes to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fingers you have used to dial are too fat. <laughs> <laughs> I was saving that one, but no, nah, I just like it needed, it needed to be <laughs> Do here. that one again. All right. All right. <laughs> the fingers you have used to dial are too fat. 
So uh, if you, you did you, want wait, 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 to, can you send that to me? I definitely can. I'm not going to do it right <laughs> now. Know, but if you wanted to in, take your time to introduce somebody to this show, we call that giving them a five finger face slap because we just be slapping people left and right with some facts on this serious fun podcast. And so if you did want to offer this as a book donation of your time, you just go out, talk to somebody and ask them this question. What is the five fingers? Say to the face. <laughs> slap. Go on out and get in that serious, fun face slap. Tell them Brooks and Dave sent you. How we doing out there in the crowd? Oh, we love it. We love it. Dave, just for fun. Yep. Pop quiz. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the wrong button. Sorry, guys. That's a little loud. So sorry. Dave! What is the name of the doctor that I'm introducing on the show? I've said it twice. Mandela or something like that? (laughs) (laughs) Mandolin. No, Dave. What's his name? His name's Dr. Moran, dude. How close was I? (laughs) Pretty darn. Close at all. Thank you. Everyone else agreed that I was pretty close. I wasn't looking, so it doesn't count. So, Dr. Moran is going to lead us to some sense before we get out of here, okay? I'm going to lead you to some sense. He's talking about the Cochrane Report, and he's going to tell us what it says to the best of his ability. But he's also going to give us some context, and I think this context is really important so we can keep in mind what is also happening when they trace out Dr. Freaking Tony Fauci out there to give us the nudge. We've been here before, dude. My main focus today is a recently published January 30th, 2023 systemic evidence-based review from their library. As always, there's a link below to the document in the description. There's also a link to their November 2020 systematic review. First, I need to mention that their review, which was published in November 2020, was actually delayed for seven months. And this seven-month delay is important because it was at this time where governments were making policy decisions on what to do with the pandemic, specifically looking at the non-pharmaceutical interventions, such as masking, in order to try to prevent COVID-19 infection. It did not contain any COVID studies, but it points out that there was moderate certainty of evidence that wearing a mask probably makes little or no difference. No statistical difference, that is, to the outcome of laboratory-confirmed influenza compared to not wearing a mask. This was based on six randomized trials of 3,005 participants. They stated that harms, meaning harmful effects of masking, were rarely measured in the studies and they were poorly reported. Huge piece of information there is that the harmful effects were often not studied or reported. So when we're out there talking about mass work, we also need to start by remembering that when when this started, the best information that we had was that masks weren't effective in stopping the spread. That was the best information that we had at the time. Now, I'm allowing for things to evolve and for us to get new information. Okay. But... We need to also understand what happened, even though we had that information. After this, they found themselves being censored. They were censored by social media companies. And here's an example of this on Instagram. It was very troubling for me to see this happen. Censorship of physicians and medical researchers, including myself, has been present throughout the pandemic calling the Cochrane's research to be misinformation when it's clearly high-quality evidence-based information is just not right. 
Many countries were convinced by non-randomized, flawed, biased, observational studies to create mask mandates with the perception that it had to do with appearing as if they were actually doing something. But if you're going to do something, you want to do something that you know is going to work based on evidence. Duh, right? Yeah. All right. The most duh thing ever that politicians would need to look like they're doing something. Yeah, duh. And when the best information available was do nothing, they were like, nah, that's not going to cut it. We need to be seen doing something. It also is very important to point out that they censored the gold standard of evidence-based randomized trial, like one of the best scientific uh, processes uh, and journals out there. They censored them as as misinformation. Uh, And he mentioned, see, this is the part about science, guys, is that randomized trials are really hard to set up. It's very high rigor. On the other hand, you have what are called observational trials, a lot less rigor and a lot less control and a lot less understanding of what is influencing what, and they were picking and choosing what they wanted just so they could make it look like they were doing something. Here's what should have happened. Now, unfortunately, good quality randomized studies with masks to prevent COVID should have been done. I've talked wait, about wait, the wait, two main out, randomized studies. Pause. So you're, you're telling me that all of this time when they're talking about making us wear masks, they didn't even do studies on COVID to see if it worked? Yes, not, guys. So, what should have been done? Now, unfortunately, good quality randomized studies with masks to prevent COVID should have been done. I've talked about the two main randomized studies for masking in the general population and other videos. The bottom line is that the Danish surgical mask study showed no benefit. And the Bangladesh study showed no benefit of a three-ply cloth mask and marginal benefit of the surgical mask, although subsequent review of the data demonstrated that the randomization in that study was not ideally done, so there was some degree of sampling bias. So you saw medical experts initially at the beginning of this COVID pandemic saying masks were not helpful. And of course, this was based on the high quality data that the Cochrane collaboration had previously reviewed. Then subsequently, they flip-flopped in many countries, leading quickly to strong recommendations for masking, then mask mandates, all in the absence of good quality randomized controlled trial evidence. All of this, of course, was been done without proper studies. Oh my, David. Done without proper studies. You don't say. So that's what should have happened. Now, what actually happened. Dr. Moran continues. Recommendations to mask a two-year-old or the six feet two meter rule, that's not based on any evidence. Certain situations did not make a whole lot of sense, of course, such as walking into a restaurant with a mask on, but then taking it off to eat. It's the dumbest, dumbest shit. It's a, it's a mental illness. It, I mean, that's what it really is. <laughs> Like if you have to be imbalanced in the mind, in the psyche, to believe that that's true. And of course, wearing it on a plane, but <laughs> taking it off to drink and eat. 
Masking young kids in daycare, but then allowing them to take their masks off for their naps for an hour or two was another of many examples. My last example, I'm not suggesting that young children should wear them while sleeping, but many in, this gen in the general population found these sorts of things to be very hypocritical and rightly so. It's very difficult to force people to do things when there's no evidence, and that's why you saw a lot of resistance from the general population. Dave's over here like, I've never been so irate in my whole fucking life. <laughs> He said it's very difficult to force people to do stuff uh, when there's not good information. Apparently not. They and, locked and down the entire world. And then they're saying we didn't force you to do anything. Oh, they're going to try to say that they can't force we get to We get back to Fauci. He said we can't force you to do anything. Gaslighting sons of... So some people will say... Some people will say that the absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. Listen to that again. This is a very important argument if you're out there having serious fun conversations and delivering some face laps. Some people will say that the absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. But in the Cochrane Review, as I will review, we've got evidence, albeit perhaps not as robust as we all might like. But this is simply because research around the world was severely lacking and the people that should have promoted the research did not. What they do instead, David? Push whatever the hell that made them money and got more power. <laughs> the totalitarian tiptoe. The totalitarian tiptoe. So let's get the let's get up to date on the newest information. Okay, have that is that not what we've been doing? Well, well, that's the, he's been laying out what has happened. Right? He told you what the information was when it started. Yes, yes, yes. He said what should have happened, which was we should have had more studies that actually involved, you know, studying COVID and masking, but we didn't. <laughs> Apparently, right. according to the gold standard of medical research, we had a bunch of observational studies saying whatever the heck that big farmer could get them to, to write up on a piece of paper. Uh, and they've nudged people. They've created a lot of confusion. But now we have some new, like I said, Dave. I've got information, man. New shit has come to light. So we're going to get caught up on the science here. This update that I am talking about included 11 randomized control trials with 610,000 participants. And they looked at people. surgical masks compared to no masks. For randomized trials, that is, a, that is a sturdy amount of people. N95 masks compared to medical masks, and then hand hygiene again compared to control. The hand hygiene, once again, as you might imagine, showed benefit. Now, when they looked at yeah, surgical masks... Uh, yeah, yeah, yes. Right? Surprise. Yeah, wash your hands. <laughs> Compared to no masks, there were 12 trials there. And they noted that wearing masks in the community probably makes little or no difference to the outcome of influenza-like illness or COVID-like illness to not wearing a mask. And they had moderate certainty in the evidence. They also looked at wearing masks in the community to prevent lab-documented influenza or lab-confirmed SARS-CoV-2, i.e. COVID, infection compared to not wearing a mask. And again, they found little or no difference with moderate certainty evidence. What are we hearing so far, David? You got to talk to me. Uh, I'm, trying to, I'm about to sneeze, but I think I'm okay. All right, let's see. He's good. I think we're good. What was the conclusion thus far? 
I was really distracted for about by your sneeze. Seconds. <laughs> yeah. Let somebody so. in the crowd feel you. And what was the conclusion so far? Masks don't work. <laughs> surprise! Dun, surprise! Dun, 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 dun. The results are in. I should point out that the ninety-five percent. Hold on. The results aren't all the way in. Okay, Doctor Brand's got three more, three more clips, and yeah. I should point out that the ninety-five percent confidence intervals here were quite wide. So this is where science gets a little bit hard to understand if you don't do a lot of research and studies. There's what's called a confidence interval, and when you do statistics, there's a lot of different things that you can track, and really you're tracking it to the best of your ability, and you put it into what's called a 95% confidence interval, and then you compare that to the range of the data that you collected within the 95% confidence interval, and sometimes ranges are really narrow and tight, and that suggests that you're really getting close and you can have a high degree of certainty over science studies and then if the range is a little bit wider you say oh I, I start to go into moderate levels and I start to go into low levels of confidence with my 95% confidence interval okay so these aren't just like lock stock and barrel by a scientific perspective we're trying to get the best information that we have and so I'm going to have them start over keep that in mind I should point out that the 95% confidence intervals here were quite wide 0.72 to 1.42. And what that means is it's possible that there might be a 28% lower rate of infection with masking, but there could also be a 42% higher rate with masking. And now that is interesting. <laughs> so there's a chance it could reduce it by 28%, and there's also a chance that it could oh, increase shit. it by 44%. Wow. You don't hear that stat very often out there, folks. I'll Wouldn't have them play it again. Funny. Lower rate of infection with masking, but there could also be a 42% higher rate with masking. And the overall relative effect was 1.01, which means there was no effect of masking, and this was based on six randomized control trials with 13,919 participants. The harms of masking, again, were rarely measured and poorly reported. Now, what did they say about the N95 versus surgical masks? They concluded that they probably make little or no difference in regards to lab-confirmed influenza infection with moderate certainty evidence. Plus, dude, I heard they're uh, leeching some stuff into your face. Yeah, and you're just breathing in your own... nasty. <laughs> Breathing in your own snot and shit. It tastes. I guess you're doing all the time anyway. But it tastes nasty, dude. Know. That N95 mask. There was one single randomized trial published investigating medical and healthcare workers providing direct contact to COVID-19 patients. And the caveat in the study is that everybody got to use an N95 if there was aerosolized procedures going on with their patient. The most important point in the particular study is that there was low to moderate certainty of evidence against COVID infection comparing these two masks. And the authors of the specific study felt that surgical masks were not inferior to the N95 masks. And it's disappointing that there's low to moderate certainty of the evidence in this situation. And obviously it reduces confidence in the estimates that I'm presenting. And again, just so we're, there's low confidence that a surgical mask and N95 have much of a difference. Moderate certainty that there's no difference in wearing or not wearing. So there's low confidence between masks, but there's moderate confidence that masking versus not masking has no effect. And of course, that could have been bolstered by additional randomized studies which weren't done in healthcare workers caring for COVID patients. 
So as we start to uh, get down to this final crest, less than uh, like around three minutes of content from Dr. Moran here, we're going to land somewhere that we get to make our own informed decisions on. Okay, so give me that. And then we'll we got one more little cluster and then we'll close out the show and let the, the crew get to bed. Beautiful. All right. Unfortunately, the concept of masking has become polarized with many people saying on one hand that we just don't need any randomized trials because physics. Well, because. There's only one answer. Models in the lab using a robot with a mask show a reduction in aerosolized particles. Wait, the problem wait, is wait, 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 wait. They just said a robot with a mask. Yeah. So he was referencing these studies that got put out where they would just show the observational studies of blowing through, you know, like they would send the aerosolized stuff through the different masks. And that was like the observational study that said this mask is better than that mask at the stop of COVID spreading of COVID-19. But what they were really saying is that viruses don't pass as well between, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it reduces the spread of COVID because of observational behavioral differences between people who might touch their mask, take it off, use the bathroom, come back, put it on, eat their food. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not, it is way more than just the mask. And that's why some of these things are very difficult. That's likely not the only way there's transmission and it's not how masks are used in the real world. As I've mentioned, people don't always wear them properly. They frequently touch the masks with their hands and they spread their virus to their hands from their mask. They also take them off to eat and drink. Even in regard to healthcare workers, they don't wear their N95 throughout their entire shift. No, no healthcare worker does that. The longest I've ever worn an N95 was two hours, and I can tell you it was very uncomfortable, and they do leave a significant imprint on your face when you take them off. Healthcare workers also don't stay in the hospital the entire day and night. They have other interactions outside of work. Exactly what I was saying is that there's a lot of factors that you can't really keep into mind. And that's that people go out and they have other lives and it's not as effective as you think than just saying, Oh, because I did this observational study that it's the truth. So we're getting to the, the final crest. As I said, he's talking about the polarization of masking. We're going to get to a final point. I'll let you be the judge of what is the best information available. And uh, like I said, we'll shuffle off. Now, on the other side of the spectrum is the fact that masks do nothing. And that's not actually what the review says. Sorry, Taylor Morgan. I wanted to punch him in the mouth and say, definitely doesn't work ever. But boring old Dr. Moran over here is going like, well, it doesn't necessarily say that. Now, on the other side of the spectrum is the fact that masks do nothing. And that's not actually what the review says, because those confidence intervals around the estimate of one allow for decreased infection by 28%, as well as increased infection by 42%. Now, these kind of numbers. Now, what did Dr. Fauci say? That it works. Definite facts. Definite. It's, 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 it's a done deal. That it's definite. Guaranteed. Almost hey, there. Hey. Could it be that if you're like snotty and dripping and fully like uh, symptomatic, right? That at that point, when you go out in public, if you were to do that, then a mask might make sense, right? I that seems rather this. reasonable. Yes. Right? And all the other times. They didn't worry about Joe Biden with the asymptomatic spread, even though he tested negative. So if it's good enough for Joe Biden. That's what I'm saying. With the relative risk at 1.0 in the middle, when we typically see this with an intervention in medicine, we tend to scrap that and not do any more studies. 
because it doesn't show any benefit. That's not what's happened with masking. And ideally, a large, well-designed, randomized trial should have been done to try to improve upon these wide confidence intervals so that people would buy into the conclusion. And of course, some people would say it's unethical to do a study where half the group's randomized to masking and the other half isn't. But it's definitely not unethical because we don't truly know that masking, particularly in the general population, is helpful. And we do want to answer the question. If it was helpful, I think that we probably would have seen this in randomized studies so far, which we haven't. As is always the case, the onus of an intervention, the onus of proof of that intervention, in this case masking, is to prove that there's a setting in which it actually works. Otherwise, there's no point in having it. For the COVID virus, this has not been shown definitively at this time in 2023 due to lack of studies. Many of us simply want to know whether masking is helpful and more specifically whether masking in certain situations might be helpful. I appreciate you staying till the end and I appreciate you watching me get healthy and stay healthy. Yeah, that's the key. And they said it's a lack of studies, you know, so it could be helpful. But he also said that if it were to be effective, that it's likely would have shown up, in his opinion, in a randomized trial by now, that there would start to be some evidence. So despite the fact that it's totally undecided and absolutely unclear, we're starting to get the nudge hard. And you got like hospitals like Walter Reed Bethsaida, which is in Washington, D.C. It's a military hospital. This was a recent ad. Dave, you're going to sit here and swear on your life that this is something that I produced. I swear on my life I didn't do this. I wear a mask. <laughs> I wear a mask. I wear a mask. Listen to their muffled fucking faces. Try to shove this down your throat. I wear a mask. 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 For the patients, families, and staff of Walter Reed Bethesda. For my loved ones and friends. Don't be exposed. Cover your mouth and nose. Whether we like it or not, the world is forever changed. Forever. COVID-19. Small actions make a big difference. Community-wide use of a face mask effectively lessens the spread of coronavirus. Wearing a mask is our new normal, and we must all rise to the occasion. The safety of all starts with you. So wear a mask, WRB. 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 Wear a mask, you fucking slave. Dude, you're fucking 10 ply, bud. Yeah. Bro. If, if some, some patriot just is coming back from overseas and he just got, you know, uh, blown up and he's sitting there and they're doing surgeries on him. Yeah, then you should wear a mask. People going in there should wear a mask. I feel like that makes sense, right? But can we, like, everybody just all the time... If you're going to wear a mask, the hospital is the right place to do it. Yeah, sure. Of course. That's not for the people in the hospital, Dave. That's for y'all. That commercial was for y'all. It wasn't for the people that work in a hospital. That this know. wasn't like a like a CCTV no thing like an internal no. like no employees only no. Come on, man. So we're gonna finish back with the with the Come master on. himself, Doctor Fauci, addressing the most important question. 
Given the public sentiment that I shared at the outset, people saying there's no way I'd mask up again. A final thought from Dr. Fauci. What do you think it's going to be, Dave? You think it's like follow the evidence and, uh, you know, make your best decision? Do it. If it comes to it, we hope it doesn't. But if it comes to it, might a better approach say, let's protect the most vulnerable and allow others to lead their normal lives? This is Michael Smirkonish from CNN. Oh, CNN? Yes. Asking the tough questions. Asking the tough questions. Let's hear it. Final word is yours. Well, yeah, I mean, mandating, I don't think is going to happen. There may be local mandates, Michael, and people keep thinking that the federal government is going to mandate that you wear a mask. Listen to this slithery, slimy motherfucker right here. (laughs) That's not going to happen, but there may be individual institutions, organizations that are going to say, if you want to come to work, you've got to wear a mask. There's nothing that the federal government can do about that if people want to do it locally. I think people need to realize it is extremely unlikely that you're going to see a mandate, for example, from the CDC, which has no authority to mandate anything with regard to masks. They can only recommend it. So people essentially, for the most part, can do what they want to do based on their own evaluation of their own risks. So this slithery man is going to sit here and say it's up to the it's up to the localities and we in no way have any influence over what happens at those localities. We can never mandate masks. We can only man we can only recommend that you fire people who yeah, don't get the shot, who don't know. comply. You know what I'm saying? I can't mandate it, but I could heavily influence you, you know what I mean? I Make you an offer you can't refuse, maybe? Denny doesn't like that at all. Now, this guy with a straight face is going to say that. And at the same time, he said stuff like this. First of all, I didn't recommend locking anything down. And the record will show, Neil, that we didn't recommend shutting everything down. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. Oh, gee whiz. Oh, man. Well, they're out there trying to do it. Fauci is back. He's trying to nudge you, and I would closely pay attention. Go read the Cochrane Report. Go look up Dr. Moran on YouTube. You can watch that video. Go educate yourself and just have some facts ready. So when people say it, you don't have to get mad at them. Uh, you know, you don't have to turn into Dave over here like, been so irate my whole fucking life. Never been so irate in his whole damn life. Okay, just to finish the show. Yeah, go out there and just be kind to people, okay? And just keep your head about you, keep your wits about you, and just keep the facts on your side, and don't let the nudge happen. And, of course, you can always send them our way. I have a couple of ISOs. Okay. All right, I like this one. You played a good one earlier. I cannot believe it. I didn't end up using that clip, but that was a pretty good ISO. All right, how about this one? That's how we do it in medicine. That's how we do (laughs) it. One more time. That's how we do it in medicine. That's the best mic drop Dr. Moran has right there. He's over there like he says this and he's like, it's inconclusive. That's how we do it in medicine. (laughs) All right. This is the one Dave was one. Why are we still talking about masks in 2023? I mean, yeah. Play the fat fingers one. All right. All right. That's what I really want. Let's see. You want the fat fingers one more time? Yeah, that was good. All right. Let's see. Where did I find that? Might have been on the first page, Dave. Got me, caught me slipping here at the end. Here it is. The fingers you have used to dial are too fat. <laughs> uh, oh, Dave. Dude, I'm proud of you, man. Way to, way to go. Way to stay in the pocket. I, What I'm feeling right now is my heart rate is up. I have some tension in my 
chest and diaphragm mm-hmm. and in my throat. I bet Nate Dog could help us out with a little breathing to get, get settled in right here after this beautiful show. <laughs> What'd you think out there? Can I get a hand? Come on. Give it up. Serious fun podcast. That is episode number 13. It was called The Masks We Wear. I'm your host, Brooks Meadows. This is my boy, Dave Robinson. And out there, send us your booty. Keep Please, us, keep us coming. Keep Dave the coming pocket. back. This was He's good. This must be another episode or two. And it was so fun point. doing our first live it show was. together, man. I nice. think we crushed it. Can I get a little fist bump across no the table? No uh, well, yeah, I don't know. You know, like I said, I'm going to Jamaica. You're, you're going to be taking a big trip soon. Yep. Who knows when Dave and I are going to be back doing an episode of Serious Fun. We might be able to do one over the interwebs. We don't know, but we're doing the best we can. Go out there, tell them we exist, and we will look forward to catching up with you sometime in the future for episode 14. See you there. Do television or do school or at home how my mother was raised up or whatever thing, you know, I, I was put in this box, you know, we all are, because I was looking for somebody else, God. I started doing a little different. I became more in tune with nature. Now I can see. I'm like, okay, I see you. I see what you're doing. You're showing me signs. Showing me signs. Showing me signs. Showing me signs. Nobody is all good. Nobody is all good.